Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new edition of K-Axis Wrestling Network. And today, we will be discussing TNA Wrestling. We'll be discussing some of the other wrestling organizations because we're not only going to discuss WWE Wrestling here because there's just so much more to offer in the world of wrestling besides WWE. So uh, with that being said, um, you know, I think it would be cool to talk about you know, the second largest wrestling organization in America, which a lot of people refuse to acknowledge it as. But, you know, when you pull up the stats, when you pull up the numbers, you know, it shows that TNA is the second largest wrestling organization in America. You know, and um, for example, like if you pull up the viewership numbers, like TNA is currently doing numbers around, let's say... Somewhere between the 200,000 and the 300,000 range. And that's like the second largest viewership total, you know, in uh, American pro wrestling. So, um, you know, you got your ROH, you know, they usually do around 200,000 something. A little less than TNA on average, you know. And then you have Lucha Underground, you know, which is another... Quite, it's pretty popular. It's quite popular, but it's not as popular as, let's say, TNA because, you know, TNA has been around about as long as ROH. In fact, ROH and TNA have been around for about the same length of time, you know, and that's the good thing about that. It's good that both organizations have been around for a long period of time. So, you know, that means that they're pretty well established. And when you look at their social media numbers, that also tells you a lot about who who's at the top, you know. And, you know, a lot of people tend to knock TNA a lot all the time, you know, but I honestly can't because I feel like it, you know, at one point they really were the best wrestling, you know, as far as like actual wrestling goes, you know, because I don't know, maybe this is just my opinion, but I think the years between, let's say, 2007 to about 2011 or so was like awful years for WWE and during that time I was watching strictly TNA because TNA they were they were delivering a product that I enjoyed that I enjoyed watching it was fun to watch they had great matches you know they had great wrestlers I mean of course you you know you would see some of your favorites you know even from from WWE you know and a lot of people back then were talking about well all they do is sign WWE rejects yeah but what are WWE what's WWE doing today you know what I'm saying where are they getting their wrestlers from today they're getting wrestlers from TNA a lot of wrestlers from TNA a lot of their top wrestlers um, they're getting a lot of ROH's top wrestlers you know what I'm saying like they're pretty much snatching up wrestlers from everywhere so would it be fair to say that WWE is uh, all they do is get TNA rejects, all, all they do is get ROH rejects, you know, you gotta think about these kind of things because, you know, this is stuff that people actually talk about so, um, you know with that being said, um we're also going to discuss um, like I said, like ROH and Lucha Underground, I think those are also great alternatives to WWE, because I think it pays to have alternatives, because, you know you're not gonna always want to watch WWE you're not going to always want to rely on WWE because WWE is not the most reliable wrestling organization to choose from because you know there's so many outlets now I swear like there's more wrestling organizations than there ever has been or I don't know maybe it's just that the internet just made it more readily available you know what I'm saying because you know there's so many 
different wrestling brands and organizations to choose from it's like it's it can be difficult to keep up with it all you know all the time but you know like if my uh listeners like if you guys want me to discuss like new japan and you know more roh or more lucha underground or more tna you know just let me know make suggestions and then you know you can help me out because you know that 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 would help me out you could give me ideas as to like you know content to discuss and then we can just go go with it from there you know because i'm open to doing that you know like give me suggestions you know tell me how i can improve and then you know i will do my best to improve so anyway um let's get into tna um founded by jeff jarrett you know that's pretty much his uh pet project i guess um you know it was established uh shortly after wcw hit went under and was bought out by uh, the McMahons. So, um, you know, during that period of time, they were pretty small as an organization. And I didn't really discover them, you know, until about, let me say, probably around, uh, I'd have to say around 2005 or so when I started going to um, live wrestling events again. Because my very first wrestling event was in 1997 at Monday Nitro. Um, I, th- I believe it was June, the June 1st edition, if I'm not mistaken. It was uh, Monday Nitro, June 1st, 1997. And I was about in the middle section of the, uh, was it back then it was the MCI Center. So, anyway, um, yeah, TNA had started. Um, I didn't discover TNA till about, was it 2005 or so? Because, um, or it might have been 2004. It was back when they were on Fox Sports Network. I know that much. And the show ran for about an hour. And it was the point where they were doing like like weekly pay-per-views, I believe. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was quite early in TNA. And um, let me see. Yeah, this is, cause, this is causing me to think backwards now. So, um, yeah, yeah, I do remember I went to a WWE show in 2005. And, like, people were outside, like handing out TNA advertisements, you know what I'm saying, before, you know, before we got into the building, when we were around the building waiting to get our tickets scanned in and everything, like, people were outside handing out, like, TNA advertisements and stuff, and, you know, I thought that was, you know, it was, it's kind of a sneaky move to do that, but honestly, I thought it was kind of cool, too, Um, you know, and then, you know, it was a good way to get TNA out there to, you know, people who may want to see an alternative to WWE, and you know that happened to be me you know what i'm saying like i um i started watching it on fox sports network and um from that point on i believe um i think yeah yeah yeah, i was watching it on there and then eventually i started watching it more and more and i watched it when they were on spike tv you know when they had um aj styles and you know everybody i mean I, i remember all that stuff you know from way back early days of TNA you know and like I said like there was a period of time where I just wasn't watching WWE at all because you know I just felt that they were just very disappointing and their product was just awful at the time you know like I didn't I didn't agree with all this stuff that was going on at the time you know like like when they put the belt on Miz for example like I did not like that I believe that happened around 2011 or so and I, I didn't agree with that you know that that was really disappointing to say the very least because I don't feel that Miz was just at a level of where he could be a legitimate WWE champion, you know? And I didn't like that spinner belt either. Like, that was, like, 
the ugliest WWE belt that was ever created. Along with that hardcore belt. The hardcore belt and the uh, spinner belt are two of the ugliest. And honestly, a lot of their current belts are just crappy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't put much thought or, you know what I'm saying, creativity into it like they used to with the belts. You know, like, the Attitude ed Edition of the, um, you know, WWE title. That one was good. That was a nice-looking belt. It was, you could tell that a lot of creativity and a lot of work was put into it, you know, to make it look as good as it did and the uh the undisputed wwe championship was also one of their greatest and another one was um let me see well that's pretty much the ones that i like but um i also like the uh the big gold belt from wcw i actually have a um i have a commemorative edition of that belt you know stored away in a safe place and you know because that's my favorite belt altogether you know, but my second favorite would be that Attitude Edition WWE belt. Like, that one is awesome. But anyway, we're getting off subject here. TNA. All right, you had a lot of just great things happen in TNA. Like, you had Sting over there. You know what I'm saying? It was great to see Sting again. It's like, it's sometimes they would seem to try to recreate WCW, or sometimes they would even take some ideas from WWE. And but then again, you know, wrestling always, you know, somebody's always borrowing or taking something from somebody in some form or fashion. And it's like, I don't know. I don't see that. That's not a huge problem. I mean, I mean, if it's a direct rip off, yeah, then it's a huge problem or like a copyright violation or something of that nature. Then it's bad news. But other than that, it's not the worst thing that can happen in pro wrestling. Um, TNA, you had Sting, you had freaking uh, Hall and Nash. I mean, even though it, they were at an, a later point in their career to where they wasn't as good, to where they were much older, yeah, I get it. And then you had Jeff Jarrett. I remember a time where he was just hogging the belt. You know, he called himself the king of the mountain, and, you know, he was just hogging the belt. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett, he paid a lot of dues in the business. I will give him that much, you know. Um, his, his, that takes me back to his championship run in WCW, you know, his whole slap nuts thing and all that stuff he was talking about. I got all the stroke and, you know, he was just all cocky and stuff, you know, and he was like a heel champion. And um, I didn't really like him at that point in time, honestly. Um, I was never really like a big Jeff Jarrett fan anyway. In fact, the you know, when I like Jeff Jarrett, like I'd have to say um, the only point in time where I really liked Jeff Jarrett was probably around the Attitude Era, like just before he went to uh, WCW. It was, um, you know, when he had that don't piss me off thing going, you know what I'm saying? The whole don't piss me off Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, like that's the one. All right, he was he was okay then. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll give him credit there. You know what I'm saying? And I will give him credit for what he's done for TNA because TNA was great. Like, I loved them as an alternative. I used to love them, you know, because they had a lot of great wrestlers. You know, you had Chris Daniels, who was truly one of the most underrated pro wrestlers of all time. You know, I mean, I, I really feel like he should have accomplished more in TNA because, you know, the way I see it... Um, Chris Daniels was every bit as good as AJ Styles in that ring, but better on the microphone. He was better on the microphone than AJ, than AJ Styles, and he was a great performer all around, you know, and he could go with the best of them, you know, like Samoa Joe, too. Samoa Joe was incredible, you know. Like Eric Young, you know, he was a, uh, he was a decent talent as well, but it's just the TNA always kind of used him for, like, the clown guy, the whipping boy, perhaps, you know, like... Um, 
pretty much like your doink or your Eugene or you know what I'm saying like the, the wrestler that's meant to be funny or whatever or silly you know but nonetheless you know he still had a great deal of success in TNA as well so I'm, I can't really say that they really dogged him out too much you know but then you had uh, wrestlers like Jay Lethal Jay Lethal was great um, I think the reason why Jay Lethal left TNA uh, he left around T uh, what was it around 2010 and it was shortly after like Hogan and his regime had gotten in there and honestly that's where a lot of things took a turn for the worst you know to be honest like when you look back at the history of TNA like that's when things really started to get shaken up and you know Jay Lethal had left shortly after that and you know that he was honestly one of the greatest wrestlers you know and like shortly before he left he kind of like he had a rivalry with AJ Styles and they they had I think they had at least two really good matches you know before Jay Lethal left but then again um there, there was also a time in ROH where uh Jay Lethal and AJ Styles had a match which was also good um and let me see yeah back to that 2010 that Hogan era like that was just awful you know because the year before you had Final Destination 2009 where it was Chris Daniels versus AJ Styles for the last time as they say um, that match was just incredible. Like, in fact, I'm just thinking of like going on TNA's Global uh, Wrestling Network and just pulling that match up and watching it again because, you know, I really do need to see that match again. You know, in fact, there's many matches that I need to see again, like that uh, Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar one. I enjoyed that one because you know Samoa Joe just went in on Lesnar, like he just destroyed him, dismantled him through a vast majority of the match, and I thought that was just incredible. But anyway, I'm getting off subject again. Back to TNA. You know, TNA, they also had beer money. You had a Wildcat, Chris Harris, and uh, James Storm, which was uh, America's Most Wanted. Um, then you had beer money, Bobby Roode and James Storm. You know, very good tag team, very popular tag team. Then you had the Motor City Machine Guns. Those guys, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, they had a great chemistry. They were a great tag team. They are the exemplification of a great tag team, you know. Like, it's pretty much, it's really hard to top a tag team like Motor City Machine Guns because they were great. And then, uh, let me see, you had Amazing Red, you had Crimson. I thought Crimson was pretty good. You know, he wasn't an expert on the microphone, but the guy was, he was pretty good in the ring. He's pretty interesting, to say the least. Um, he he would have been a really good big guy. Like, honestly, I think he would have been a better big guy than Matt Morgan, you know. But Matt Morgan did try. Like, I'm not knocking him either. Um, another guy who I thought was pretty good was Magnus, you know. Like, he was the one, he, he was the last uh, TNA wrestler to actually wrestle and defeat AJ Styles. And, you know, he played the heel role pretty well. Like, he was just really, really hateable in TNA. I don't even know if that's a damn word, but hey. It was just easy to hate Magnus, pretty much, you know. And that that's how you know they were doing something right. And also when it comes to like TNA management and stuff, like a lot of people like to crack on Dixie Carter. And honestly, I think things were like better when she was there because, you know, look at the current state of TNA. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are they doing now? It's like they're honestly getting some really low numbers, but also some really high ones. So it's like their viewership is like fluctuating at this point because, you know, when you look at the numbers, like right now, they're pretty much bouncing back and forth between... I mean, because this is uh, this is April two, uh, 2018, but if you look at their numbers, their numbers are bouncing back and forth pretty much between, like, the, uh, what is it, around 
200 and let's say around 280,000 some and jumping in between then like uh let me see last week was around 280,000 uh, hold up 280,000 and I believe like the most recent week after was around then it jumped back up to about 380,000 or something like that you know like I don't know the approximate approximate number at this moment but I can figure that all out in the future anyway um, yeah their viewership is like fluctuating is bouncing up and down like it was it wasn't quite doing that you know when Dixie was in charge when she had you know more control over the show like right now she only controls about maybe five percent of TNA if I'm correct I mean I still call them TNA I mean they're better known as Impact Wrestling now after all the name changes they went through in the past year yeah I still call them TNA because that's that's what they are you know they're still in the impact zone it's still impact wrestling you know but um yeah I noticed like they, they kind of made that change from uh to impact wrestling when Hogan's regime came in because you know Hogan kind of like pitched the idea that it would be better to put wrestling into the title instead of having it being TNA and it was also he also pitched the idea to uh change the six-sided ring to the four-sided ring you know the regular four-sided squared circle that it's known for um that's fine and dandy like I never had a problem with the six-sided ring being switched out because you know the four-sided ring you know was easier on the wrestlers like the wrestlers themselves said like that six-sided ring is just it's harder it's more stiff you know and you know anything that makes things easier on the wrestlers because they go through enough as it is and if they got to wrestle on a harder surface you know a harder surface to ring you know, then that's just another downside to what they have to go through. You know, they have to go through a lot in the wrestling business. That's, a, that's the thing that a lot of people, you know, tend to forget about, you know, all the struggles that these wrestlers have to go through. That's why I try my best to, um, you know, to not totally bash a wrestler so much because at the same time, you know, even the wrestlers I don't like, I still have to respect what they do, you know, and what they go through, you know what I'm saying, just to be at the level that they're at. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a tough business. It's a business that I thought I once wanted to be in when I was a teenager because I loved wrestling so much. Like, I lived for wrestling. I lived it. I breathed it. Everything. You know, I was all about pro wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I loved it so much. And and I still do. It's just, you know, back then as a, as a teenager, you know what I'm saying, I had more of a passion for it. But some of that passion has died down. But, hey, I'm pretty much with it for life at this point. So... I'll have to accept that. But anyway, you know, TNA, I used to love them. You know what I'm saying? Now it's just, it's difficult to watch. It's difficult to watch after all the changes they've been through and all the people they've lost, all the bad luck they've had. And it's like, you know, at a point in time, I would have loved for them to have been legitimate competition for WWE. But there was a point when they were doing pretty well and that, that's when they were on Spike TV they were drawing at least over a million viewers every week and that was really good that was the highlight that was the height of TNA right there when they were drawing like over a million viewers because if they could have drew let's say another million like they would be like they would be they would be drawing high enough to go head to head with SmackDown because that's SmackDown's average uh, viewership total it, it usually rings in around 2 million, you know, 2.5 million, you know what I'm saying? About 2.5 million, you know, something of that neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? And 
if TNA could have drew another million, like they would have been pretty much neck and neck competition for SmackDown, you know. But oh well, you know what I'm saying? It didn't turn out that way, and that's fine, that's dandy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, thing is, a lot of people just have a lot of negative thoughts of TNA. Like, if you go on YouTube and type in TNA sucks in the search bar and search, I mean, you will see endless videos. Like, you can, you'll be scrolling down for hours, you know what I'm saying? Because so many people are just convinced that TNA is the worst thing ever created, and it's just awful. It's a detriment to the wrestling business. They hope the company goes under and, you know, all this other garbage. Like, you know, they constantly trash the company. Yeah, I mean, I get it. They're not as good as they used to be. I mean, I will admit that. But... I can, you know what I'm saying, I still can't just sweep them under the rug like they never existed because, like I said, there was a time, if it wasn't for TNA, like, I would have, I probably wouldn't have been watching wrestling for a really long time, you know, because, you know, that's what I had to go to. Like, I had to go to TNA because WWE was in another one of those periods where it was just intolerable, you know, and, like, times before then, like, I remember back in the early 90s when I was still a kid, like, I would... There was a time where I stopped watching it then, too, because then I had discovered, you know, WCW, and it was like, wow, this is a whole new thing, you know what I'm saying, and it's pretty good, you know what I'm saying, they got a lot of good wrestlers here, I'm starting to find new favorites, and it was just, it was amazing, it was a great feeling, you know, and that's how it was, you know, with TNA, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna start finding new favorite wrestlers, you know, and before you know it, I had a lot of them, you know, and I still do. And that's why I still support a lot of those former TNA wrestlers to this day, like the ones that made it to WWE and, you know, became very successful over there. Like, I still I still support those wrestlers. You know, your AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, all them, you know. I, I wish them all the best and very thankful for what they've done over the years. You know, they've made really good contributions to the wrestling business, you know. Whether somebody wants to call them an indie darling or whatever else they want to call them, you know. You can't take away from what those guys accomplished over the years, what they've done for the wrestling business over the years, all the sacrifices they made for the wrestling business and the wrestling fans, you know? All the time they had to spend away from their families and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, these wrestlers go through a lot, you know, and, and a lot of people just don't seem to care about that. A lot of people don't seem to think about that. And, excuse me again, this indigestion is just really giving me hell today. But anyway... TNA, the current state of TNA. Like I said, it's difficult to watch now. I mean, it's not totally awful because they're trying. I do appreciate their effort. Um, I just don't know. I don't think they'll ever make it to that point where they used to be. You know what I'm saying? Where they had just everything was just pretty damn good on TNA. Like it, it, to the point where it was difficult to find a bad match, pretty much. Like I don't think they'll get to that point again. If they do, I mean, I, I hey, I'd love it. You know, I, I'd fully support them. You know what I'm saying? Um, I still do support them to an extent, you know what I'm saying? And I would like to get to a point where I can just, you know, start watching it again to the point where I can just talk about it more. You know, like I was I was pretty close to watching their most recent episode. Honestly, I was. Um, I will because I don't want to just talk about WWE only. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to talk about many different wrestling organizations and many different wrestlers. And you know what I'm saying? Because that's the point. That's the point of this network. It's not supposed to be solely on WWE but when you go to um, you know what the fans know as the dirt sheets or you know the wrestling forums or the wrestling sites um, most of those sites typically uh, report mostly on WWE stuff WWE news and all that and you know that's fine and dandy but 
it's like they don't really report enough on like TNA and everything outside of TNA. You know what I'm saying? Everything outside of WWE. You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's so many options outside of WWE and they're so seldomly mentioned. You know what I'm saying? On those sites and it's like. You know, I want my site to be different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to report on WWE, TNA, ROH, Lucha Underground. But you also have to understand that I can't always deliver on all levels because that's a lot of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's got time to watch every single wrestling organization, every single major wrestling organization throughout the course of a week? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to be like wrestling overkill. It's going to get to a point where it's going to be easy to burn out on it, you know what I'm saying, like, imagine doing that, imagine watching all the wrestling out there, and then that New Japan wrestling, you know what I'm saying, like, some of their matches go on for, like, an hour, and it's like, I don't have that kind of time, you know what I'm saying, like, I'd I'd rather not sit through a match that's an hour long, it's not, you know what I'm saying, it has nothing to do with me having a short attention span, but, like, if I was to sit, like, let's say, let's say I watched Wrestle Kingdom, and they had five one-hour matches, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's five hours of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, WrestleMania. WrestleMania was excessively long. I don't believe that should have been been as long as it was, but it was. So, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, like, people only have so much time, you know, throughout the course of a week to spend on watching wrestling. And, and like I said, there's just more options than ever now. Like, back when I was coming up, there was only two options. You know what I'm saying? You either had, you had either WWF or WCW. You know what I'm saying? Because that was the only wrestling that was available in my area. You know what I'm saying? That's all we had. You know, at first, all we had was WWF. But what was it? NWA. Um, I think they were available, but I don't know. I don't ever remember watching NWA when I was younger. And you know what I'm saying? And um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe nwa had actually converted over to wcw if i'm not mistaken like somebody correct me on that if i'm wrong because like i said i'm not always right and i never claim to know i never claim to know it all you know but anyway like i said back then it was pretty much wcw or wwf and you know that's what we had to go on for many years but like i said i also had access to the wrestling magazines that talked about ECW and, you know, some of the other lesser-known wrestling organizations, you know, and um, I used to have, like, a huge collection of wrestling magazines, but, you know, they got thrown away when I lived with my biological father, um, and I, you know, know, I'm I'm still kind of mad about that, I'm not going to lie, but, you know, he's no longer with us, and, you know, no longer an issue to discuss, but anyway... Yeah, I do miss those wrestling magazines, you know, because, like I said, like, that was my way to finding out about other wrestling organizations. You know, it helped me out when there was no, you know I'm saying, when there was no way to watch ECW, I could at least read about it and see photos from it. And, you know, it it was really cool. I I really liked that. I really liked having that option, you know, of still knowing what's going on in ECW, despite the fact of not being able to watch it on television, you know. Because I certainly would have watched it. Like, I would have watched any kind of wrestling, you know, back then. But anyway, uh, TNA, for example. Like, I would love, like, if they could just go on tour. Like, if they could have been, like... Like, if they do, like, WWE and just go everywhere. Like, that would be great. Like, if they just went all around the country. Like, that would be awesome. Like, I would have definitely paid for a ticket to go to one of their shows back in the day. You know? But I don't ever recall them being in my area. You know what I'm saying? Um, I really wish they would have, 
because I, I really would have attended because you know especially during that time where I really liked them you know what I'm saying when they were at their best like I would have definitely paid you know to go to a TNA show but it's like now they're exclusively stuck to um you know Universal Studios in Orlando Florida and you know I have no way to get to Orlando Florida and I really don't want to go to Florida because I hear the place is crazy but anyway you know they're, they're just exclusively at that location and I'm just hundreds of miles away from that location and there's really no way that I can get there you know I mean I, I would love to go to TNA live like that would be cool super cool but I just can't it's too far away from me I mean you know that's why uh, in a correction on one of the previous shows I did I went to um, let me see let's get this right I went to three wrestling shows last year okay because one I went to Raw in uh, July Monday Night Raw in July on July 24th in fact and I went to Raw again when was it um, October the 30th the day before Halloween yeah, I went to Raw twice, and then I believe it was in, um, what was it, it might have been, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I went to MCW Wrestling as well, uh, at their, what was it, Arm, Autumn, Autumn Armageddon, yeah, that's, that's what they called it, went to MCW, and then I've been to two wrestling events this year, instead, you know, because on one of the previous episodes I've done. I said I went to one, but I actually went to two this year. I went to, uh, back in January I went to SmackDown Live. And that was on uh, January 24th episode of SmackDown Live. And then the next month in February I went to MCW's Winter Blast. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. So let's say in less than a year I've been to five live wrestling shows. So that's quite a bit quite a bit you know and if and if I could I'd go to more you know if I could afford it I'd go to more you know but like I said before I'm not a rich man so you know I'd love to go to more shows in fact I was in um Louisiana on Wrestlemania week but of course I didn't have a Wrestlemania ticket I wasn't in New Orleans you know what I'm saying like I was on some of the outer skirts of Louisiana and anyway I, I digress um all right, and let's discuss ROH a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll I'll admit it. Like, I don't know everything there is to know about ROH. I do know a little bit about it. You know, because I have actually watched ROH before. You know, and I've seen a great deal of their wrestling matches and such. In fact, that's when I've um, that's when I officially discovered Okada. You know, and I thought he was a great talent. You know, and of course, I already knew Jay Lethal from TNA. So, you know, I already knew about him. And, yeah, a lot of big names have come through ROH as well. I believe Cesaro had came from there. And, of course, uh, Kevin Steen, a.k.a. Kevin Owens. Um, you know, all those guys. Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, a lot of big names came out of ROH from what I remember. I think even, yeah, CM Punk. CM Punk has been there. CM Punk has also been in TNA before. So, um yeah, a lot of big names have come to those organizations. Um, or, uh, you know, guys who got their start there, I guess, or started early on there and then just moved on to WWE and just, you know what I'm saying, made it to the ultimate pinnacle of pro wrestling, such as, you know, CM Punk, who was very, very successful, you know. 
And as far as CM Punk, you know, he's always a topic of discussion, and you know, as far as pro wrestling goes, and even in you know mixed martial arts, um, CM Punk. I think the guy was great. He was great on the microphone. He was great in the ring. You know what I'm saying? He had all it took, you know what I'm saying, to be great in the wrestling business, to succeed in the wrestling business. And what do I think about him walking out on WWE? Um, I believe, you know, that that was a shocker. Like, I didn't see it coming. You know what I'm saying? But if he believed that that was the right thing to do for him, then so be it. You know, I can't blame the guy for doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you listen to his reason for walking out on WWE, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, you know. But a lot of people knock him for it. A lot of people call him a crybaby and a whiner and this and that. But have they really listened to his reason to why he left? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I know walking out on a job isn't the professional way to quit. But still, would WWE have let him off? You know what I'm saying? For for his reasons, they probably wouldn't have. You know, so they probably left him no choice but to walk out. Like, if walking out was going to save his life or save him from long-term injury, then I don't blame him for walking out. I think he did what he had to do, you know. End of the day, bottom line, I believe he did what he had to do, you know. But anyway, you know, back to the subject of ROH. Um... Let me see. Like I said, um, they have Chris Daniels and uh, Kaz over there, I believe. I think they're still there, but correct me if I'm wrong. This is currently, uh, if anybody wants to, you know, in case somebody runs back to this episode in the future. All right, this is April 2018. So early, well, pretty much mid-April 2018. So come back, if you come back here... You know what I'm saying? In the future and listen to this episode, then, you know, let me know in the comments section. Just let me know that, okay, they're, they, you know, they're no longer with the, they were no longer with the company during that period of time. But as far as I know, I think they're still there because I haven't watched ROH in a while. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but ROH is pretty decent. It's pretty good. You know, I, I could definitely see myself watching more of it, but, you know, I got to make time for it because it's, it gets difficult because, like I said, there's so many options to choose from. You know, because and then you have Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is uh, it's it's solid. It's really solid. You know, um, they noticeably have a bigger ring. You know what I'm saying than WWE and ROH and TNA. Um, their ring appears to be like a 20 by 20. You know what I'm saying, like a larger type ring, and um, and they got a lot of uh, luchador wrestlers and. A nice variety of wrestlers you know a lot of big names quite a few big names have been through lucia underground as well um it's it's a decent company uh i like the way they film you know their filming is is like of movie quality which is pretty cool and it's a unique way of doing it and i i think that's pretty cool um it's great in fact and um new japan um i've watched new japan like i said i've watched it before i've watched um I watched the uh, the Omega Okada match, which was incredible, but it was way too long. Like I, I really believe that they could have got everything into that match into let's say a twenty minute match. You know what I'm saying? Like a twenty minute match would have been fine by me, but a match that goes on for like an hour, it just like like who's got time for that? You know what I'm saying? Like I could watch, let's say I could watch maybe three or four standard matches within that time frame 
you know what I'm saying like an hour is just too long of a match and if Japan if New Japan wants to appeal more to the American crowd then they need to make their matches shorter because like I said I mean for me it's not an attention span problem it's just I get like if I'm sitting here watching wrestling for just you know the same match go on and on it's like it's like come on you know what I'm saying when is it gonna end you know what I'm saying it's not like I'm in a hurry or anything it's just like it just gets a little boring, you know what I'm saying? With the same match just dragging on for so long. But anyway, um, like I said, I watched the uh, Okada versus Omega, and I thought it was great. You know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, I'm not knocking the match. I'm saying the match itself was freaking incredible, man. It was incredible. It was truly one of the best matches to ever take place in pro wrestling. You know, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic, and it also showed me how talented that Kenny Omega is, you know what I'm saying, like, he really is on the level of, like, AJ Styles, you know, at his best, like, the guy's really good, and it, it would be nice to see him in a WWE ring, I think, but honestly, he doesn't want to go, and I can't blame him for that, because he, he likes to have control over his character, he doesn't want to be, like, force-fed on what to do, and he doesn't want his moveset, you know, reduced and whatnot, because, you know, WWE, they will really do that, you know what I'm saying, like, they really, I don't know, what's the word for it, I'm thinking for the, thinking of the word for it, they really like, I don't know, sugarcoat wrestlers, you know what I'm saying, they kind of cut them down a bit, you know what I'm saying, on moves, and what they can do, and, you know, what they can say, and all that kind of stuff, but, um, yeah, I, I don't blame Omega for not wanting to go to WWE, you know, some wrestlers just don't, you know, um, I'm kind of thinking, uh, maybe Magnus, you know what I'm saying, back to Magnus from TNA, um, I, I think he he might be in that group, of, you know what I'm saying, of people who don't want to go to WWE because why have they not reached out to him yet, you know what I'm saying, he's still relatively young, you know, he's strong, he's got the look, you know what I'm saying, and, he, and he's good enough of a wrestler as to where he can be, where he can deliver some really good matches if he wanted, because... I remember a match he had with Samoa Joe. I believe it was a cage match. It was back in TNA. And he he was showing that he had skills, you know. Like, even when he was with, uh, what is it, what do they call them uh, as a group? It was Doug Williams, Rob Terry, and uh, Magnus. Brutus Magnus, they called him back then. In fact, they were uh, British Invasion. That was their name. Yeah, and, and, and those guys... Doug, I thought Doug Williams was the best, honestly. Like, he was good. He was really good at, like, I don't even know what the hell happened to Doug Williams, but, you know, I, I wish, you know, I wish he was still on the big times, you know what I'm saying, if he's still wrestling, you know. But Doug Williams, Doug Williams was good. Um, Rob Terry, he had the look, you know what I'm saying. I don't ever remember him being that great of a wrestler, but he had the look. You know, like the, you know, like the look that Vince McMahon would appreciate, you know, the big chiseled up, swole up, greasy dude. Yeah, Vince loved those. He loves those guys. You know, that's no secret. And, um, yeah, TNA, ROH, Lucha Underground. Um, yeah, like I said, I need to do some catching up. And if you guys have any suggestions, like, just, you know, give me some. You know what I'm saying? Like, feedback is always welcome here. I don't discriminate against anybody. Anybody can come here and just leave your comments or, you know, but keep it respectful. That's that's what I ask. Like, don't come on here trolling and, you know, harassing people and cussing people out and calling them names. Like, 
you know, let's be adults here. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep this mature. Let's keep it cleaned up. Let's keep it decent. Let's keep it professional. Let's keep it classy. That's all I'm saying here, you know, because that's what this show is all about. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to slander people and, you know, all this other garbage. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to do all that. You know, it's not, it's not going to be tolerated. There's going to be a zero tolerance policy for trolling and harassment and, you know, things like that. But um, anyway... I'm about to wrap up here because this episode has gone on for quite some time. In fact, it's gone on longer than I intended for it to go on. Um, I'd like to wish you guys the best. You know, you guys have a great day. Um, if you feel the need, if you want, you know, donate to the show. Um, comment, subscribe, like, follow. You know what I'm saying? Support the show. And I will keep supporting you guys. I'll keep putting content out here for you to listen to, you know, and just give me ideas, you know, tell me how I can improve, um, you know, just some feedback, some, uh, what we call it, constructive criticism, you know, add in, you know what I'm saying, put into the show, contribute to the show, and then we can grow, and then we can get better, you know, and then we can just do more things and make more things possible, you know, you know, let's do this, let's make this happen. Alright, so with that being said, I am your host K-Axis and I am signing off. I wish you guys a great day. You guys have a blast. Stay safe and don't do anything I wouldn't do, as, <laughs> as they used to say. Alright guys, you guys have a great one.